Last week, Carolina's AGC's BuilderCast brought you part one of a two-part episode recorded on March 11th. We had the pleasure of getting to know Pat Rogers of Rogers, and our host, Betsy Bailey, talked with her about how she landed in and worked to build a successful career in the industry. We welcome you back for part two, recorded on the same day. We talked with her about giving back, the opportunities and experiences as a woman in the industry, and the advice and message from her to never, ever give up. We pick it up there with Betsy and Pat, and we hope you enjoy it. You know, looking over your bio before we started today, um, you have a, a lot of com- community involvement, community service, uh, both, you know, Rogers and things that, you know, you, you are doing personally. So I, I can see how involved that you are in the community. What are some of your favorite projects? What are you, what are you most proud of uh, that you've you know, done in your community service? Um, on the project side, I can't think of any project that I'm not proud of, mm-hmm. quite honestly. Uh, proud of what it took to, to put it in place. Proud that it serves a community, whether it's a school or a football stadium. Uh, like UNC Charlotte's football stadium. We were fortunate to be part of that project. Uh, Be being, excuse me, truest ballpark Mm -hmm. in Charlotte. Um, The student center, the Tally Student Center on the campus of of North Carolina State University. Yes, I've been there. That's a great building. Yeah, it is. Very proud of that. Um, That was a great partnership with the university and with Due to Pain Architects. And uh, our founder, uh, held a special place in his heart, NC State. Uh, he graduated from NC State, as did his brother. Uh, so, you know, there's lots of things to be proud of. We're very proud to have been involved in the Levine Cancer Institute, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the Biden Cancer Center. We, we've had the opportunity to be involved in so many mm-hmm. great projects, technical college like Greenville, South Carolina Technical College, uh, you know, projects that really serve the community and give back in a very intentional, meaningful way. That that's really the projects that are the most fun for us. Mm-hmm. Yes. Th- those are all great projects. And I know every one of them that you mentioned, I'm familiar with. Uh, what about some of your community service? Some of the things that, that I'd mentioned where you've served on boards and commissions, is there anything there that that you're particularly passionate about well um i think i would say you know some of the uh, boards that i served on you know are human services mm-hmm. providers and you know those are really important uh, the performing and the visual arts you know I, I really have some concerns about that you know they they're struggling mm-hmm. and in, in the carolinas we've always had great support for the visual and, and the cultural arts, the museums. So I'm very proud to have had a small part in serving on some of those boards as well. But I would say that, you know, the vehicle for my ability to, to serve on those boards was, was Rogers. You know, they gave me the opportunity to do that. And we tried to give all of our uh, partners and uh, employees the opportunity to do that as well. We have people who serve on boards, uh, 
you know, and give of their time. We try to support them in, in all the endeavors uh, that they undertake. Mm -hmm. Well, you're a great example of that. So I'm sure that they all, you know, really appreciate being given that opportunity and support for doing that. Um, so uh, I know that Rogers has a, a strong commitment to diversity and inclusion. Um, do you have any um, initiatives or programs or goals that you're particularly proud of that you have initiated at Rogers? Yeah, we, we uh, work on it every day. Uh, I'm very proud of a lot of the organizations that we support. Uh, you know, we're, we uh, share our commitment to diversity and inclusion, you know, with a lot of organizations, you know, Caroline's AGC Diversity and Inclusion Committee. Uh, the National Association of Minority Contractors, uh, the United Mi Minority Contractors of North Carolina, the Historic Contractors Association of the Carolinas. There are lots of organizations um, mm -hmm. that we are involved in because we believe it results in a stronger community. It obviously increases local employment and meaningful workforce development, both locally and regionally. So we're very interested and intentional about partnering with organizations that advocate and support the diversity and inclusion space. I think, as you mentioned early, Betsy, and some of your comments, you know, we need to build a strong uh, workforce. We need to build a stronger industry. And you know, talent is talent. Hard work is hard work. And uh, it really doesn't matter what that looks like or where it comes from. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Speaking of diversity, we're going to turn the conversation uh, over to, to talking more about women. So um, women, you know, really don't occupy much space in this industry. Um, I, I know, I think I mentioned earlier um, when, we, when we were given the introduction that um, only about 10% of construction jobs are occupied by women. And there are certainly very few that have reached the level that, that you have reached, Pat. So um, was there ever a time in your career, maybe early on in your career, uh, where you felt people may have underestimated you because you were a woman? You know, to be honest, I don't know if they did or not. <laughs> uh, the key is that I never underestimated, underestimated myself. Right. I knew I had a lot to learn and I was anxious to learn as much as I could. And I just didn't dwell on it. You know, if you dwell on possibly being underestimated, you won't have enough energy to do what you need to do to be successful. Mm -hmm. You know, no matter what industry you're in, who you are, or what stage you're in in your life, it's important to understand what's going on around you. And at the same time, keep going in the direction you want to go, that you need to go to be successful. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I don't know, uh, maybe they did. Um, you know, I, I can remember going to organizational meetings in the construction industry um, where sometimes, you know, I think people just, I was different and maybe they just didn't know what to say to me. Um, but I never let that bother me too much. I, I, I will say it did bother me some. Uh, but not to the point where I walked to the back of the room. Uh, and there were people who probably were a little insensitive, 
but I always chalk that up to bad manners. Mm. And you just have to move past it. Uh, you really, really can't dwell on it. You know, mm. one of my favorite quotes is from Nelson Mandela. A winner is a dreamer who never gives up. Uh. So never give up if you're doing something you're passionate about. Well, and it sounds like, you know, one of your other um, lessons is, you know, don't worry about others' expectations of you. You know, you just set high expectations for yourself. Um, exactly. But you'll need some help. I mean, I had a lot of help, a lot of help along the way mm -hmm. and a lot of luck. You know, I never discount my, my good luck. Well, that's that you know that is very uh, it's very honest of, of, and refreshing to hear you say that because I think some people don't want to admit that. Um, but you know, I think all of us, all of us have someone in our lives that has helped us along the way, and all of us do it with, like you said, some luck <laughs> as well. Well, and I think you know people help you uh, in that, and so that's why it's important to really give back. Uh, you know, I've been on the receiving end of an awful lot of what I call the kindness of strangers. Uh, and so I think it's important to give that back. So, um, again, you know, talking about women. What do you think has changed the most, say, over the past 10 or 20 years or so in accepting women into the construction industry? Maybe, you know, the difference between, um, you know, when you started out as a part-time receptionist and then what you see now. Well, we're an industry that, that as you said, we need, we need, we need skills. Uh, we need people with innovation and innovative ideas. Um, you know, I'm encouraged. I don't, when you go to a career fair now at a school, a university, or even a high school, and I think women are beginning to see you know, people that look like them in the industry. They're beginning to see those successes, uh, that the industry uh, is able to give them the opportunities. And I think, you know, people who came before me gave me an opportunity and I think we as an industry are giving more and more opportunities. I, I, I We have a ways to go, but we've come a long way too. Yeah, I can definitely see that. And I think your comment about you need to see yourself in the industry is very important. Um, so that's why I think it is important for, for women like yourself and others that are in the construction industry to get out and talk to young people, you know, to, to be seen in the community. Um, you know, and to talk about the career because so that other young women can look at you and say, hey, you know, I can do that too. Um, yeah. How do you think we can get more young women to consider a career in construction? I think we need to keep supporting them every way we can. Uh, we need to let them know that they are welcome. Um, and, and I think we do that. I really do. Um, again, you know, there's there are always going to be barriers, but the more we can focus on those barriers, uh, you know, and and show a way for you to get 
to where you want to be in your career, that you have an opportunity. Uh, I think we also, as an industry uh, and as a, as a country, um, more so as a country probably, uh, stop valuing the craft worker. And uh, I think we're now seeing the value of a craft worker is tremendous. Uh, and and we're, we're making sure that uh, there's a spotlight on that in training and in education and going into the high schools and saying, you have a career as a welder, as a mason, as an electrician. Uh, those are important. And, you know, they're, they're, they're important uh, to us as an industry. They're important to us as a country. So, uh, you know, role models, uh, we talked about that a little bit just a minute ago. Role models are extremely important. People need to need to see themselves in, in positions to know that they can, you know, they can achieve the same success. Um, and but a lot of times you do need mentors. Uh, people do need help along the way uh, in, in one way or another, perhaps. Um, if you were talking to a young woman today, um, how would you encourage her to, to find a mentor? What, what would, where would, she, where would she go? Where would she need to look? You know, um, there's so many answers to that. You know, it can be, um, someone who isn't even the same in the construction business. It can be someone who's been successful in another industry. You know, sometimes uh, you can learn more from the outside industry and you can transport into your industry and that can really make a difference because you're thinking about things in a different way. Mm -hmm. It can be in your industry as well, you know, and there'll be times when you'll get discouraged and you'll have failures and maybe quite a few, but you always have to look for the next opportunity uh, that someone may give you no matter how small it may seem at the time. Because each time you do something you haven't done before and you learn within the industry or outside the industry, uh, you'll learn something that will help you. Mm -hmm. I would just say, just make you do it. Make sure you do it well, no matter how large or how small. Again, the old Nelson Mandela quote, a winner is a dream who never gives up. You just can't give up. Just don't give up. Just don't yeah. give up, you know. And that's easier said than done. Easier said than done, you know. Uh, women quite often are in a single parent uh, household, not that men aren't, men aren't as well. Uh, and you, know, you have children to raise. I think it has to have been particularly difficult during this uh, pandemic, you know, trying to work from home, if that's what you've had to do. You know, your children are learning from home. Uh, so it's, it's really difficult. Uh, so I think the easier we as organizations can make it for women mm -hmm. to succeed and be in our organizations, the better we're off we're gonna be in moving the organization forward. Do you think that, you know, speaking again about young women, uh, do you think that they need to have a mentor that's a woman or can it just as easily be a man? It can be anyone who has an interest in trying to help you. Mm -hmm. a man or a woman uh you know it, it sometimes you have both mm -hmm. and they're very different you know 
uh, one of my mentors, uh, oddly enough, was a, a Roman Catholic nun who was a very strong businesswoman, uh, Sisters of Mercy, but she was the chief administrator and president of Mercy Hospital System. Mm-hmm. And we did lots of projects for them. And uh, she was very strong. Uh, she sadly passed away uh, last week. Oh, no, I'm so sorry. Uh, she was uh, she was such a, a, a role model to me as I watched her navigate uh, in a man's world as a hospital administrator uh, very successfully. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, she reinforced to me the strength of, you know, of fairness and that, you know, there would be hard decisions that you have to make in your career. Um, but I had an opportunity also, you know, to have the mentorship of, of B.D. Rogers, who told me never second guess your decisions. Things turn out for the best because you make the best out of them. And I, I really believe that. So, um, job prospects for women in construction are just right now in construction. What are you seeing? You know, you know, as we said before, you know, this industry is wide open with a lot of great opportunities for everyone. You know, all industries and organizations, again, are seeking people who are creative, talented. Uh, you're best suited for the job again, that you have a passion for no matter what it is. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what you're doing. Uh, and, and, and no job in, in this industry is insignificant. Right. Are there any particular jobs in construction that you think women might be better suited for? You know, I, you know, people ask me that all the time. And I look around and, you know, I see women in our BDC group. Uh, I see women uh, welders, I see women plumbers, I see women brick masons, I see women tile setters, I see women painting, I see uh, women in our estimating uh, group, our pre-construction group. Um, you know, we have, uh, we have uh, women project managers, women superintendents. So I think you're, again, you're best suited for what best suits you. Do you have any advice for young women that might uh, want to pursue a career in construction. If you find that it's what you want to do, don't get discouraged. Uh, find a way uh, to make it happen. Uh, again, starting with even small things that you're asked to do. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember a story about uh, a friend of mine who is an architect. And she said when she graduated from architectural school, uh, she went to work for an architectural firm. Uh, she thought she'd be designing skyscrapers. And the first job they gave her was to uh, design some bathrooms. And she thought, oh, my gosh, I went to architectural school for five years and I'm designing bathrooms. Uh, but she went on to become a very successful architect um, and designing some pretty uh, great projects. So. You know, um, you never know what you may be asked to do. Um, and and if, if it's something that uh, 
you know will help you in your career, uh, I would seize the opportunity. Yeah, and you, you know, and you have to start somewhere, right? <laughs> um, so, Pat, I have heard from you today, um, you know, it's important to have passion for um, your career, for your job. Uh, it's important to have perseverance and stick to it. Um, and it's also important to give back uh, and to, to help others along the way. And so I'd yeah. like to close with, you know, um, to have you reflect on perhaps someone that may have been a strong influence in your life. You did mention the, the nun that you just referenced a moment ago, and she was obviously has been a strong influence in your life. Um, is there anybody else? Uh, you know, my mother was a very strong influence in my life. Uh, she traveled to Europe as a young mother with three small children. And as I grew up, I began to appreciate and marvel at her strength. Uh, no matter what situation presented itself, she always she always found a way to address it. You know, uh, there were times when, when we were in a country that didn't speak the language as we traveled through Europe. And she relied heavily on the kindness of strangers that she didn't know who they were then. And, you know, they didn't know who she was. Mm -hmm. So I think it's always good to, to uh, make sure that you understand what you're being given. Uh, you know, there's a lot of, of grace, unearned blessings in this world. And sometimes you just have to recognize them. I would certainly say that reflecting back on the particular leadership at the time I uh, became involved in Carolina's AGC, you know, it took vision from the leadership at, AGC, at Carolina's AGC uh, to ask me to join a committee as the first woman. Uh, and I give that credit to, to two people. Uh, the president of AGC at that time was uh, Frank Willis. Mm. And the incoming president was Sam Hunter of T.A. Loving Company. Mm -hmm. And when Sam became the president of AGC, Carolina's AGC, he asked me to join the board. I was the first woman board member, I believe, Carolina's AGC, which gave me an opportunity to, to, to network with a lot of other contractors, subcontractors, uh, to form some partnerships uh, that were very meaningful and beneficial to the company. Uh, but I, you know, I, I didn't get those, I didn't make those things happen. Other people helped me and they had confidence uh, in my ability at that time uh, to be part of Carolina's AGC in a very meaningful way. And, and those relationships have lasted my entire career. Mm. So uh, it was a huge step, I think, uh, that's under Sam and Frank's leadership at the time that they recognized the importance of diversity in the industry. So it's not a new thing. It's been around a long time. Uh, you just have to have the right leadership in place. And I think we did. Well, Pat, that, that is a, a great way for us to wrap up today, to end our segment with, with you. And you have a phenomenal career. Um, and we are just you know, very happy that you've shared this with us today. Uh, it's really been a pleasure. Is there anything else, um, you know, before we wrap up today that, that you wanted to add or say? 
I just would like to say thank you. Uh, it's been a privilege uh, and an honor to be here with you today. And I want to thank Carolina's AGC for their continued leadership in reaching out uh, and ensuring and providing support for women in the industry and diversity in the industry. So thank you. That's a wrap on part two, episode three, and our time with Pat Rogers. We'd like to say a heartfelt thank you to Pat for her time and thoughtful discussion about her career and the wide open opportunities for women in our industry. BuilderCast is not done yet. We'll be back next week with another episode in our series for women in construction. Don't miss any episode of BuilderCast. Again, you can subscribe to our show wherever you listen to your podcasts. And of course, if you aren't already a member of Carolina's AGC, we'd love to welcome you to the family. You can find out more at www.cagc forward slash YCAGC. Y'all stay safe and we'll see you next week.